Knowledge is power, and we are all about empowering the mamas of the world. In each episode, we will unravel and interpret the latest research and evidence-based practices for pregnancy, postpartum, and motherhood. As mums and researchers ourselves, we have experienced firsthand the overwhelming complexity of information, myths, and those classic old wives' tales. I'm Dr. Renee White, and this is The Science of Motherhood. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of The Science of Motherhood. I am your host, Dr. Renee White. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Today is one of our Check-In Tuesday episodes, so that is a kind of smaller episode where I talk to you about something that is, I don't know, quite significant in my life at the minute or something that I've learnt. Um, Maybe it's my new favourite recipe or just maybe something that's been on my mind in the last couple of weeks. And today is definitely one of those episodes. It is an episode which I think is going to be quite relevant for families, particularly here in Australia. We are currently going through a bit of an economic crisis. And so a lot of people are looking for ways to save money. And I think people are a bit more mindful of how they spend their money and becoming a bit more resourceful as well. And what they do invest Um, their money in. They want to make sure that they are getting everything that they need from it. And so in today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about what I think the essential items are for mother care and motherhood with life after birth on a budget. We often hear and we often see those downloadable lists around, you know, the baby list and the hospital bag checklist and and all of those things, but mothers are often left behind and maybe not thought about (laughs) as much. And so I wanted to offer up some of my recommendations for how you can best prepare for motherhood on a budget and still get all of the things that you absolutely need and deserve. And I've just been jotting down a few notes. And as I was looking through my list, the majority of these things are free. And it's about, I guess, empowering yourself and educating yourself so you don't get caught up in maybe a Google rabbit hole trap of like, oh my goodness, I have to have this and I have to have that or so-and-so said that this works and, and things like that. I think if you educate yourself and maybe check in and and see where you're sitting, you know, you won't have those knee-jerk reactions. But in today's episode, what I wanted to do was dive into a few different areas of motherhood. First, as, as a big umbrella, you know, postpartum, I want to look at feeding, nutrition, relationships, community, self-care, and sleep. I think these are the fundamentals of mother care and motherhood. And so first off, we are going to talk about postpartum as a general. 
I always go to books. I love books for postpartum. I think, you know, in this day and age also, it would be remiss of us to not talk about podcasts. Podcasts apart from, you know, having the phone and internet access, which obviously costs money, you know, podcasts are free. And so I would be tapping into podcasts that really resonate with you best. You know, obviously here at the Science of Motherhood, we try to cover off a lot of evidence-based topics by interviewing researchers and academics. You know, that's an opportunity for you to educate yourself and then use that as, I guess, a bit of a springboard into learning more about those individuals and those topics. Other podcasts that I love, Australian Birth Stories is just so, so amazing. I think it's great. Sophie Walker has now started airing episodes on postpartum, um, specifically in conjunction with birth. So that is going to be providing women and families with an opportunity to learn more about that postpartum period. In terms of books, I absolutely have my favorites, but I think one of my number ones is Jess Prescott and Vaughn Geary, who did Life After Birth. I think it was so, like, the world was just so ready for one of those books. It encompasses all things postpartum, everything from you know, the highs, the lows, the messies, the hormones, the relationships, you know, toddlers, you know, the feelings, the self-care. I think that book is a really great starting point and a really cost-effective way to learn more about the postpartum period and, you know, what motherhood could look like. I think it retails for around $30. Last time I checked, $30, $35. So again, it's a lower cost point that you can really kind of deep dive into postpartum. The next topic that we're looking at is probably the most expensive on my list, (laughs) but I absolutely believe that if you were going to spend money on anything, this is, this is the area that you would want to focus on. And it's around feeding, particularly for those people who want to exclusively breastfeed. Now we know from the statistics that around 96% of mothers step into their motherhood journey wanting to exclusively breastfeed. And by the 16 week mark post birth, we see a reduction of mothers all the way down to, I think it's like 36% of mothers exclusively breastfeeding. So it's a huge drop. And I've spoken quite honestly and frankly on this podcast before about this. And I have interviewed others, you know, lactation consultants and people within the healthcare system about what their thoughts are on this. And really it comes down to lack of education. It's a lack of education. It's a lack of preparedness. It's the fact that our healthcare system is just not prepared for supporting mothers in their breastfeeding journey. And so with that, I would absolutely encourage, and I do this with all of our clients at Fill Your Cup when we are postpartum doulas and we're talking about postpartum planning, I always encourage them to reach out to a internationally accredited lactation consultant. So you'll see the acronym IBCLC, 
And I say book in an appointment, start building a relationship with a great lactation consultant and start talking about what that journey looks like for you, what you foresee the challenges to be. A great lactation consultant will also talk to you about the realistic expectations of feeding. You know, if you have to do bottle feeding as well to supplement or or pumping and things like that, what does that journey look like? But I highly encourage you to invest time and energy and a little bit more money into seeing a lactation consultant because then when your baby arrives, you are going to be so much better off armed with information and a game plan as to how you're going to tackle this. You know, as as mothers, we are feeding, you know, anywhere between I think it's like 10 to 18 times a day. And then, you know, the WHO recommends that we breastfeed for up to, you know, two years. That's a lot of feeding. And so, I would, if if anyone else had said to me, oh, you know, you're going to be doing an activity 18 times a day for the next two years, I would want to know what I'm doing. I would want to make sure that I'm well-equipped, that my nutrition's great, that I've got the best coach. (laughs) And I say that in like, you know, air quotations. I would want to make sure that I was so fully supported in that area if that's what I chose to do 18 times a day for two years. Um, So invest in a great lactation consultant. You know, the, the price varies, but you are looking at, you know, at least a couple of hundred dollars for a visit. And I guarantee you, it will be a fantastic investment if you want to breastfeed in, in your motherhood journey. My next area is nutrition. <laughs> if you were a long-time listener, you will have heard me bang on about this so often. And in terms of making this a more budget-friendly idea, I always recommend, you know, clients organize a meal train. Or if you're too shy to organize a meal train and ask for meals, handball it to somebody else. You know, get that get that sister, cousin, brother, mother, auntie, whoever it is, get them to organize a meal train for you. Food will just become such a wonderful gift when you are a new parent and you're sleep deprived and you have no energy to cook meals. But I would absolutely organize a meal train. That is my number one tip. In terms of relationships, I can't go past Eve Rodsky's book, Fair Play. I I just... I I can't. I can't go past it. The book's about $30. If you get the Fair Play deck of cards, that's $34, I think it is. And this book has just really changed the way that my relationship has kind of played out with my husband. I remember in those newborn days, resenting the fact that I was home and that, you know, it was kind of a default um, on me to kind of clean up and cook and do laundry and, you know, water the plants and take the dog for a walk and all of that kind of stuff because we hadn't spoken about the division of chores. We hadn't spoken about expectations. Um, And I don't think, you know, not to throw my husband under the bus, but I don't think that he, 
I don't think he actually had those expectations for me either. Maybe I put them upon myself to a degree, but also I think with a book like Fair Play, it gives you an opportunity to um, get get a framework around conversations to have with your partner and also a framework of those the division of chores. And those cards are just fantastic. Those cards enable, I think, one of the things that I noticed the most was just that letting go of the mental load. You know, if someone holds the laundry card, for example, they are in charge of making sure that there's enough laundry detergent. And if there isn't, it goes on the shopping list. They're in charge of, you know, getting all the clothes in the house and putting them in the laundry basket, putting the washing on, taking the washing out, drying, folding, putting it away. They are in charge of the entire task from step A to step Z. And so you as a partner are not worried about stepping in like midway going, oh, do they have enough laundry detergent? Oh, do I need to put that on the list? What's going on? Um, I think mums will definitely know that like as you walk through a house, you're constantly like going, oh, the toothbrush, we need to replace toothbrushes. Okay, I need to get some more bin liners. What's that lying on the ground? Do I need to pick that up? Okay, do I need to put that in the wash? And then you're halfway through the house and you have no idea where you were going, what you were doing in the first intention. So fair play, I think, is a really great investment for those who are concerned about the division of chores. It is also an amazing resource for parents when they go and return back to work because more often than not what happens is we fall into this default mechanism of you know parents on maternity leave and then they go back to work and then hold on a minute I'm actually doing two lots of jobs because I'm running the household and I've got my you know paid work I'm going to call it and so you're left with this huge load on your plate and like it's just burnout waiting to happen. So having those conversations and, you know, before Bubby arrives is great, but you can do this at any time. We have done this five years postpartum and it has been amazing. Can I just tell you the day that I said, um, I'm not holding the lunchbox card anymore. And I handballed it to my husband was one of the best days of my life. (laughs) Okay. So we are up to community. Oof. This is a big one and it's also one of the hardest, I think, because it's incredibly difficult to ask for help. It just, it really is. And for those of you who are really struggling with that, I highly recommend that you jump back into our episode with Katie Parker. Katie Parker and I spoke about why it is so difficult to ask for help. And so I would start there. But once you get that confidence and once you start practicing how to ask for help, I would recommend starting to do that in pregnancy. It's much, much easier. Um, But nevertheless, just take baby steps and start practicing. But I have discovered an amazing community platform called Gravy. And it is, if you think about it, it's kind of like a, if you were to treat it almost like 
you know how people have like wedding gift registries or like, you know, baby registries? It's kind of like that. It's an online platform and you can go on and you can say, hey, I need five people for five hours or an hour each, right? And I need them to come to my house and I just need them to hang out with my baby or hold my baby while I go have a nap. So you can put that on the platform. This is all free. They don't charge anything. And maybe that's going to become part of your, you know, your baby gift registry. Um, It can also be around um, walking your dog every day. It could be, you know, you could tap back into the meal train and it could be, you know, we need 20 lots of meals from people so we can stock our fridge and freezer for when the baby arrives. And you can have fun with it as well. It's like, we're stocking up like doomsdayers, you know, we're going to need your help, all that kind of stuff. So you can really make like it a real social event. But essentially gravy is all about gifting time, not, you know, some sort of gift like a onesie or a blanket or something like that. Those are great. But at the end of the day, when it comes to mother care, it's being able to create space and time for yourself, which is just so, so fundamental. So again, another freebie, jump onto gravy, build your village, ask for help. You know, that platform might be that opportunity where if you're a bit of an introvert or you're still a bit nervous about asking for help, that might be a great way to kind of to do it. The next topic is self-care, which kind of comes in from community, right? So you've had that opportunity for great nutrition by stocking your freezer. So you're feeling good. You've spoken to your partner around relationships. You've integrated fair play. And so you've got this division of chores. You know, you've got community coming in, helping you with baby or your toddlers or your dog. And so you're not running around like a complete hooligan. And so now you've got this beautiful space and time. And so you have opportunity for self-care. There are squillions of things that you can do for self-care, but one of my favorite things is an app that I use called Insight Timer. It's very popular, but one of the things that I really love about it is that you can jump on and have access to just tens of thousands of different individuals talking about mindfulness or sleep or yoga nidra or whatever it is that you need in that moment. And the other thing is you can filter based on time. So if all you have is 10 minutes, that's fine. You hit the 10-minute button and a ton of things just comes down a list and you can choose from them. And so you can have that moment for yourself for self-care. And we know that that is just so important for mums in particular in those first six months. Those who can take, you know, 30 minutes per week are three times less likely to develop postnatal depressive symptoms. So being able to create time and space for yourself to have those acts of self-care and compassion for yourself, so, so important. So Insight Timer is a free app that, that you can use for that. And my last tip for essential things um, for mums on a budget is another freebie. I absolutely love this one. It is on sleep. I think that sleep 
particularly infant sleep, is a highly controversial subject. It is something that caused me a ton of anxiety in the newborn days and actually the first two years of my daughter's life. And that was because I was misinformed. It wasn't science-based and it had no backing whatsoever, the information that I was getting. And so my top tip for a free resource for sleep is Hannah Clark's Guide to Wake Windows. You can just find it on her website, which is Kin Postpartum Services. And it is a fantastic resource It, again, gives you an opportunity as a leverage point to dive in further, but it is a really good starting point to learn about the sleep biology um, of children, which is very, very different to adult sleep. It talks about sleep cues and also being able to kind of, you know, read your baby. And it talks about, you know, these these wake windows that you that you see being thrown around all the time it's all evidence based hannah has an amazing skill set and it is absolutely one of my go to things for for sleep because i think once we accept that our babies are not robots and that you know they are all very very different in that you know, a, a, a newborn can sleep for nine out of 24 hours of the day and another newborn can sleep for 17 out of 24 hours of the day and that both of those numbers are in the normal range, then I think we will be less hard on ourselves as mothers. As someone who um, thought that I had failed as a mum if my baby didn't sleep for the prescribed amount of time according to a sleep schedule. That really sent me into a real spiral mentally um, and it had a huge impact on my self-confidence. It had a huge impact on the relationships um, both with my friends and family and in particular my husband And so I think being educated around your expectations and what is um, actually normal for for infant sleep is is just so incredibly valuable. So those are my top tips for mother care life after birth on a budget. So as a recap, in terms of postpartum, I would be looking to the free resources of podcasts, books. My top one is life after birth. In terms of feeding, this is where you really want to be investing your money, um, particularly if you are going to be choosing to exclusively breastfeed. So I would be tapping into a really great lactation consultant. If you need a recommendation, please let me know jump over to our socials. Instagram is where we normally hang out, which is at fillyourcup underscore. Um, I will let you know who a great lactation consultant is in your area if you're in Australia. In terms of nutrition, get your meal train organized, start stocking up your fridge and freezer. Relationships, I would highly invest in Fair Play by Eve Rodsky. In terms of community, I would be tapping into the website Gravy. Self-care, download the Insight Timer. It is free, tens of thousands of different audio tracks that you can listen to. 
And in terms of sleep, I would be downloading Hannah Clark's free guide to wake windows. All right, then I hope you find those incredibly valuable. And if you've got any other tips or recommendations that you have found really great on a budget, please feel free to DM me or jump over to our website, ifillyourcup.com and feel free to send me an email. All right then, see ya. If you loved this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a review. If you know someone out there who would also love to listen to this episode, please hit the share button so they can benefit from it as well. Thank you for listening to The Science of Motherhood. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Science of Motherhood. If you would like to contact us, we are at ifillyourcup.com or you can DM us at ifillyourcup underscore via Instagram. You can find all of our services including our postpartum in-home care and our fill your freezer meal delivery service as well through both those channels. Thanks so much for listening.